Oh my god! You guys, we're back. It's been so long for us. It's been long. How long has it been for the listeners? We've same, same. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. If we're not here, bud, they don't listen to us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we've like if we're not in front of the cameras recording, I'll explain it to you later, Coop. (laughs) But they don't see us if we're at home. You know what I mean? I don't so, have, like, a camera set up at your house. Is that what you're wondering? So I've been talking out into dead space like I'm on the office for no goddamn reason. You're like, oh, we're not coming into the studio? He does the show. Does the just show. In his, yeah. <laughs> Look, I love it, and I love the commitment that you've always had. You know what? I refuse to stop talking to myself at home anyway. I do it in the car on my phone, but with what? no call. Like, if I need to talk to myself. You know, what? like, when you do, people do, right? I, I don't need talk to, talk to myself, s- ever. I sing, I sing to myself. That's about as far as it goes. You never, no like, there, like, have you ever, sing. like, gotten in a fight with your wife that you have now? hmm I have. And, like, talked it out in any way, even in your mind? Inside my head, yes, but never out loud. Okay. It sounds like you haven't either, Coop. Anyways, I uh, do, yeah, but I, if I, I look weird in the car, I do a fake, yeah. And what do you say to yourself? Um... Now, if I were to talk to your wife, I think she actually does the same. Like, we need to, like, un- uninterrupted get our thoughts out and rehearse. Even, <laughs> Do you even know what I mean? Whatever the, yeah. the fight, the fight, the thing that we're mad, we have to talk it out, see how it sounds. Out loud? Mm-hmm. Even without the attention, the women need attention. They yeah. can't just internalize everything the way men do. Yeah. Are you looking in a mirror? Because <laughs> you know how we get, uh, we get tripped up? We get, you know... <laughs> We get mansplained to, we get gaslit. You know what I mean? There's all these things that like in a fight will, will take us down pretty easily. Right. It, uh, and okay. so we've, we've Being... got to like get your argument ready, practice, come prepared, sounding good. You're sharpening your blades. Yeah. You're shadow boxing essentially. Yeah. Shadow nagging. One interruption. Nagging. One interruption from the other person though. And we're like crumble. Right. <laughs> So it's like you have to like really hammer it in. Hey, so here are my points, right? You have to write them down sometimes. Here are the points that I want to make. But every time you refer to the paper, it always just knocks like one little point off of there. I know. I know. No, trust me. I get it. It's, no, trust it's, me. I know. Like I know how we are and how we come off. No, hang on. Let me. And let why me, we lose. Let me actually explain to you how this works. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> Perfect. He just shut me down, right? And now my argument. I'm, now I'm thinking like, oh, I'm crazy, right? <laughs> Maybe the talking to myself in the car didn't that help. Is a little crazy. It didn't help. No, but I, mean, I think that. Uh, how is that any different than singing in your car? It's Thank a little you. more constructive. <laughs> Wish I hadn't said all that. Joel, yeah, let's, let's, we have probably, we started yet? Have we started yet? Yeah, we should do the intro probably. Oh, right? okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that uh, we won't have in the show. Cut that out. Well, yeah, cut, cut that, that out. out. It's been a while, huh? <laughs> it's been a while. It's usually for racist stuff. Yeah. But this time it's because I said too much. Right? boom. That's literally going to be the first time that we've cut anything out of the show that wasn't just blatant racism. Oh, no, I tell him to cut it out. Yeah. He never cuts it out. I'm not kidding. That's that going to be the whole beginning of the show, and he's going to leave in the part that I said cut out. Yeah. It's so fine. And anyways, welcome. We yeah. 
Welcome to Jesse Wiseman's Crime Corner. Yeah. Authorities are desperately searching for a killer accused of going on a rampage. The search for a possible serial killer. An urgent manhunt for a man authorities believe is behind a triple killing spree. Police here speculating that a possible serial killer may have struck again. Told her to get out of the car, and that's when she became afraid, and then I shot her. Welcome back. Again, like we said, it's been a while. Mm-hmm. So happy to see you guys. Happy to be here with it's so you. so good to be here. So good to be here. Once again, um, once again, then, Coop. Do I need have... to explain how to turn the, the volume down? <laughs> Coop is mansplaining today. Big mansplaining. Mansplaining. Or just explaining. Right? Or... Yeah. Yeah. Thank yeah, yeah, you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. I'm glad somebody finally right? gets it. Mansplaining is a good company. I name do for think something. I do think mansplaining is thrown the the term is thrown around a lot. But as you know, I'm a Oh, you know what? I'm Manscaped. Manscaped could do like a side business Ooh. where it's like Udemy or one of those online courses. Mm-hmm. Just call it mansplaining. That'd be awesome. It's a great company. How to name. shave Trademark. off the fat, right? Of the conversation. <laughs> um Thank you, Coop, for writing this. I mean, we don't have we don't have chicken scratch, right? You have your copy. Yep. Um, we don't have chicken here. scratch because we have an actual episode written. But this case is a real fucked up, crazy one. I actually did it just as like a short blurb from Daily Mail on a Crime Corner segment on Ooh. Ross Patterson Revolution because it was just so, and you know, like those are supposed to be funny so the headline of it is weird and so i just kind of went with that where i'm like can you fucking believe right yeah so you guys may remember it um joel says throughout most of the shows what the fuck what the fuck i do believe with this one he will be saying it more than the entire time right what the fuck what the fuck all three of us are going to be saying it Quite what the bit. fuck? That's, that's what I was thinking the entire time that I was reading through all the information. Right. Um, so I don't know if I, I don't know what I want to give away, but it's uh, the, the headline. So, like, the headline yeah, the for headline? Crime yeah, Corner. Does that give it away? Was there, oh, there. It gives it away. Well, I mean, a little bit, but, but not really. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, keep it a surprise. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Because we get into it pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, we'll just go into the info. Yeah, like the, the, people, the people like to... Look, I could give them a headline. I can give them a one page and give them the whole thing. But they want to go on the ride and the journey. That's why they're here, <laughs> That's right. right? That's why I'm here, yeah. That's why we're all here. <laughs> um, like, but, the, like the last episode when you guys didn't tell me that he had... T- to been shot in the face twice. Didn't you like that moment more? Times. Didn't yes. you like that moment more when yeah. I was like, oh yeah, during that whole investigation, Joel, he had a bullet inside his head. And you were like, what, what the fuck? <laughs> Speaking well, of which. Cool. I was like, oh, weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's like, there's two girls here. And so you're like, oh, I, they, they I don't even me. care. I don't even get phased. <laughs> they were rubbing my shoulders and stuff. It was weird. I mean, it was weird, but. 
but also you know, nice, right? Comes, um, comes with the territory. Comes with the territory. So, I mean, so we, speaking of. We do try to, to set up everything storytelling-wise as a bit of a red herring just to, yes. to make everything more interesting overall. Yes. How, how do you set up a... Okay, I know we need to get to the titles first, but yeah, yeah, th- no, like you're right. There's literally so, no way to set up a red herring for the story. The entire story is a red herring. The entire story is a red herring, and I guess we kind of at this many episodes in, our model is we're you and I are trying to tr- trick Joel, yeah. <laughs> and in that we we let you know the audience goes on the journey of. You know, trying to keep the real answer from Joel, right? <laughs> so and it makes so I it think fun they, for even listeners that know the right the episode, and the then topic, right? Okay. Even if they don't know it, they're trying to be like they're trying they to beat like you yeah. <laughs> in figuring it out, right? They're like they want to get it before Joel figures it out, right? So look, we just try and make it again fun and flirty. Mm-hmm. We like to make crime fun and flirty, as um, it should be. But speaking of the last episode, um, I guess what you need... We're going to go through some... Some the title winners? Some titles. Again, guys, I don't know if I can use any of these because you really... I think y'all were drinking and you forgot <laughs> that maybe I needed to write it as a title on Apple, right? Or Spotify. So, But I love it. Um, and I think maybe they are just trying to like be the most outrageous and not exactly win, but be the one that makes us go like, God damn it. Ah, that's, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, that's yeah, fun, yeah. but it's, it's not a usable part of a business. So you guys like everybody at home what really business? needs to lock in. What well, business I mean, the, please? The free labor that we're getting from all of our listeners. <laughs> yeah, true, true, true. Hey guys, you have to actually name it. We're yeah. not going to like do any work. Um, okay. So what you need to know from the last episode, like we said, um, Basically, there was a couple in an apartment, a guy named Ryan and Heather. Um, sweet couple. Sweet couple. It seemed like it. College kids. Uh, parents couldn't get a hold of him. It was like around, what, Christmas, Thanksgiving, something like this. Couldn't get a hold of him. Yeah, so Christmas did wellness day. check. When the police got there, Heather was shot on the couch. Ryan was badly beaten, but still alive and walking around. It didn't look like he was shot in the face. That's didn't look sure. like he was shot in the face. So, uh, again, he's the only suspect. He's being super weird. KG, they take him in for the investigation. Uh, Detective Dalton uh, interviews him. They find out That's so an hour weird. in, hour to three hours into the interview, that he actually has a bullet in his head. The entire time that they're investigating him as a suspect when he, in fact, was actually a victim. And it could have been in there for 12 hours at that point. Yeah, Yeah, at that point, I think a day. But thankfully, the other bullet passed all the way through his head. (laughs) That's insane. Right. So he only he got shot twice in the head. One went all the way through. One was in, and he kept just being like, man, I want to go to sleep. Like, my head hurts. And the de- detective's like, shut the fuck up, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me why you did it. And he's like, I didn't do it. Richie did it, right? Which ended up being true. Richie's in jail. I think that's all you need to know. Uh, go back and watch the full episode if you want. All the other details. But Well, the one important detail I would say is that after that, he did survive for a while, but he was a riri. Okay, yeah, that's... No, yeah, that's so that's, Joel's the problem, I think. Ah, uh, that's... Well, no, it's a valid Because a point. lot of these titles are... 
I think that's where it comes from. Yeah, yeah. So it's Joel. Joel's the leader. Well, he of got like the, uh, severe brain damage afterwards, right? And he had to like move back in with his parents and didn't he like die later from a seizure at like a grocery store? Yeah, man. But yeah. like, yeah. So uh, cool. what that I'm saying is like what you need being, to know for Joel. the titles, go back and watch for all the um details. Um yeah, he, was, he was a little he was a little bit <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh. Okay. Uh, What's wrong? Well, I thought there wasn't that many, but I went back and there's actually a fucking. I'm sorry. I, I should have wrote them down. What I do is I give it one page. I know. I know. I know. And I only write down what fits on the page, and once the one page is full, I stop. All right. Let me go through through ones that just kind of catch my eye. Okay. Um. <laughs> So Bill says, uh, Joel named the episode one hour in. He named it Fuck That Guy. Dalton. Fuck that guy, right? Or shot through the face and no one cares. (laughs) Dalton give you law a bad name. So a lot of them have... That is exactly what I was waiting for. I was waiting for the Bon Bon There's so many of those, and there's one that's like... Real good. So, like, everyone, t- you know, took a crack at the Bon Jovi yeah. part of it. But, yeah. I do like shot in the face and no one cares. Yeah. <laughs> I do. It gives it away. It gives I it away. I do like that. Um, ah, that's a good point. Yeah. It okay. Gives, it gives away the real crime of the story. Chuck Lloyd says a prolapse of justice. Now, look. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, look, I love it. And yeah, I love it. And I think it's just a comment to us, basically. Well, um, prolapse is not a bad word. I think that's fine to be on iTunes, right? Yeah, not no? going to do that, uh, though. I don't know. Uh, not going to do that. Okay. Nancy Bird, uh, first title, 18 and Life. Because that's a, a Skid Row. Do you know Skid Row, the band? Uh, semi-familiar. go. to go. Jesse, we're... we're Young and hip here. Nobody needs to know our real Come ages. on, dude. You guys know What's, Skid Row, bro. Skid Row. I never heard of it. <laughs> Sounds awesome. Um, did Bang Your Head? No. I'm, surprisingly, I'm not that familiar with hair metal. Glam rock? Oh, yeah, Nancy yeah. Bird also is saying, uh, is Joel okay? Seems to have taken this case pretty hard. There's, you were, there's like, you the were title. like, what the fuck? Like, really? <laughs> That's the title. Is Joel, yeah, yeah. Is, is Joel, Joel okay? okay? I like that one. I like that one, David Klein, when the thin blue line gets a little too thin, like that. Ooh, oh, damn, that is, I mean, that's, no, that's a good, like, subtext. Mm-hmm. That's a good subtitle right there. Doesn't give it yeah, away. Yeah, put like, it in the really description. Um, uh, Will Collin, the black eye of Lady Justice, all right. <laughs> Kelly Wright. The black guy of Lady Justice? I don't get it. Black eye. Oh, Coop's just naturally racist out the gate. Dude. Cut that. Um, <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kelly, only we I'm. This before. It, it, only I can honestism. do the racist stuff. Okay. Um, Ke- <laughs> Kelly Wright uh, wrote, she said, dumb suggestions, but I'm sober. So so sh- these are sober suge- suggestions from <laughs> Kelly Wright. No, let's skip over. Two, two holes, no nap. Pretty good. Because he did not Ooh. sleep. Um, and he got shot. Raging tomorrow. roommates' revenge. Richie was the old roommate. Yeah, that's good. Some alliteration there. Dalton's way. 
How to Kill a Guy in 10 Years. Interesting. Oh, um, I like that. I don't know the 10 year reference, though. Because he but- died 10 years <coughs> later from oh, him yeah. fucking. That one's fucking. Oh, damn. Complex. Okay. Yeah. All right. Like that one, though. You like that one? Okay. Amber B, dazed and confused. <laughs> I was just <laughs> shot by some dude. I like the like. Dazed and confused. I was just, just shot, shot by, by some dude. dude. Yeah, yeah. Like it's that. almost like we've got lyrics coming at us now as opposed to titles. Two holes, one skull. Gosh. Ooh. It's, it's kind of surprising that there's, click on that. there's a like second the yeah. two girls, one cup reference. I guess. I guess. Dalton's Dilemma. Yeah, um, it is a 10-year delayed murder, though. Fuck James, James Reese. Fuck you. Uh, shot him. Damn near killed him. Which he puts with that. He just puts with everything. And we've chosen. Reese, we've chosen your title one time. Yeah. Right? That's yeah, we did. That's good, though. And I think, Joel, you lost your. I lost my paycheck. You once. lost your week's oh, pay shit. for it. That's right. Yeah. I think it was the dwarf. Was it yeah, the midget? Yeah, it was a little one? dwarf. Yeah. Was it like, I can't remember. Damn midget. Damn near killed her or something, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> anyway. Um, Dannon Black Hole Sun, which is what I thought the uh, song was. Anyone, anyways. Julia <laughs> Mongolia Wanted, dead or, dead or Alive. Unlawful Lobotomy. I like. That's what Ooh, actually that's, I like. Yeah, that's good. Also, I like Richie's Revenge. Alliteration, right? Is there a colon in there? It's just Richie's Revenge. Oh, I, I thought it was like, you know, Jaws colon the Revenge. Something like that. Oh. I'm a fan of colons. <laughs> of course you are. Ruben, what are you doing on the fucking boards, God, dude? I told you get the fuck. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Ruben, thank God. Thank God you're here. Okay. Interview with the Walking Dead. Two on the nose, I feel like, huh? But that's very good. That's very good. How's that on the nose? I mean, that's basically what it is. Yeah, Interview with the Walking Dead. There's one in here from Ruben that I know he wants me to read. I know he wants me to read it. Just to read it, right? We have to. Ruben, you know we're not ever going to pick your title ever. No. So, even if it's the best. But, <laughs> d- douchebag detective dicks over double tap victim. One. Two. This is the one he wants me to read. Because he wants to hear me say it. Richie prolapses eye sockets. Like, what the <laughs> fuck, dude? It's stupid. It's not good. But he gets the attention, you know, good or bad, Ruben. All right. I'm mad at you. Is that what you want? You know he's giggling right now. I love him. We love you, Ruben. You're like the fourth member of the fourth co-host, right? Okay. Um, Every show on the network. Rich, uh, Red Witch LA. Dalton. You give Law a bad name, right? Like another, another Bon Jovi reference. Another bon Jovi like then Sandra, Bon Jovi reference, shot through the face and Richie's to blame. I like. No? It's good, but you it know, gives it away. I mean, they good, made yeah. Ryan a re-re. <laughs> Did you like that? Because I added the second part of it. That okay. was her whole title. Okay. I, Sandra. I like 
The boys like it, obviously. It, yeah, it gives away the... Sandra, you're a winner in their eyes, obviously. Um, shot through the face to Dalton's dismay. Um, do you know what I mean? Like, we've got a couple... I think we're. that's the direction maybe we're going to go. Jeremy, Richie and Riri, Richie the Riri maker, Richie sh- shoots his... Richie shoots his shot. This is from Uncle Bill. Richie shoots Ooh. his shot's pretty good. Oh, you think? That, yeah, that Richie one's good. Okay. Yeah. That would be number two to how, how to kill a man. Is Uncle Bill's years. Eagle Diary Schofield? No, Bill's... He just has a school... His name... There's so many bills. Uh, Richie Richie shoots his shot. Roommate bang bang. Detective Dawson Dassey 2.0. That don't love that reference. Um, uh-uh. Uh-uh. Imagine all the things that Jesse's skipping over. Right? I know, that was but not movies. because they're no. I'll read the shit. I'll read the hardcore ones. If it's just like not good, I won't read it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> Clancy K. Dalton damn near killed him. Come on, guys. <laughs> we've, Come on, we've, guys. We've gone. Um, yeah. Cody Ross, Blind Eye of Justice. Interesting. Ooh, that's, Interesting. If if it was actually like a, a serious story on our part, right? If we, if we told it dramatically, I think that one would work. Kyle Peralt, the father, the son, the guy with two holes in his head. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so I like I like where you guys are going with the Bon Jovi. Same, same. So we're like gonna it. we're gonna play on that and um, and look. I like Rubens. Which one? The one that about uh, the wanted one. What did it? What was it again? Rubens' interview with the Walking Dead. Yeah, the Walking Dead one. I like that one. Interview well, with the Walking Dead. You think? Yeah. I, I'm the only. I like one, Richie's revenge. I'm the only one leaning toward. Let's hear it for our next advertiser, Prize Picks. Prize Picks is America's number one fantasy sports app with over three million members. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. Uh, it's just you against the numbers. You pick more than or less than uh, two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Uh, the big game is always right around the corner. Prize picks is the easiest and most exciting way to turn every game-changing moment into a hundred times your money potentially with as little as four correct picks. You can turn ten dollars into a thousand dollars. Uh, it's demon time on prize picks. Uh, so you're going at it here. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at prize picks. Uh, squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. Uh, and again, now you can win up to a hundred times your money with as little as four correct picks. If you want to play alongside uh, alongside some of the prize picks favorite players like uh, Meek Mill, Andrew Schultz, you can find them in the community plays underneath the promos tab of the app uh, to view the entries from some of the biggest names in prize picks community each and every week. This week on prize picks, I'm selecting Steph Curry for more than 29 points and the Joker for more than 10 rebounds. I think Bob's taking Anthony Davis uh, for more than two blocks and Damian Lillard 
for four three-pointers made. Go to prizepicks.com slash Ross Patterson and use the code Ross Patterson for a first deposit match for up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash Ross Patterson and use code Ross Patterson for a first deposit match of up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Yeah, let's give it up for Liquid IV. Yeah. .com, baby. Promo code Nooners over there is going to get you 20% off your first order. Rage this weekend. Jobless on accident. I feel like it was an accidental rage this weekend. Yeah. And uh, I needed some Liquid IV to start off today. I start every day with a Liquid IV. Um, our kids are using Liquid IV. Yes. Um, they've got the new and improved sugar-free Liquid IVs as well. And Pear is back. Pear is back. That's my favorite. Pear was my favorite there. Um, big fan. But uh, hanging out, watching sports, hanging out with the friends and all that other stuff. You start boozing, lose track of time, and then you're like, oh, shit. I need to rehydrate for the week. Got to pop in that Liquid IV. Are you a daily girl? Because I don't see you every single morning all the time. Yeah, I'm a daily girl. So I do um, one of the sugar-free grapes Mm. or the sugar-free apple, which are my new faves, in 24 ounces. Okay. So it is supposed to be just in, they say, like, put a packet in 16, 8, 16 ounces. 16 ounces of water. that's going to hydrate you double. Um, I put in the 24 ounce, maybe onesie or twosie. Yeah. And go through the day. Yeah, it's I did too. life changing. I, I call it Hydration Monday here on the show because it's, uh, it's one of those things where, again, you go hard over the weekends, you got the kids, you're not eating great, uh, you're boozing with some friends or whatever, and then boom, reset on Mondays, pop in the liquid IV, and you're good to go. Um, but it's, uh, it's a little pouch. That's it. You're ripping open, popping into liquid, 16 ounces or more. And you're good to go. Super easy there. Three times the electrolytes, uh, no artificial sweeteners, eight vitamins and nutrients, non-GMO and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. Weekends are for going wild. Have a game plan for Monday with Liquid IV. Grab your Liquid IV hydration multiplier, sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco, or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code Nooners at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Superior Hydration today using promo code Nooners at liquidiv.com. It's how to kill a man in 10 years. That's my It's just so like... Even I, I did the case, and even I had to think about how it worked. Do you know what I mean? I like it, though. I like it. uh, You want me to explain it to you? No, I know. (laughs) Oh, God. The whole show. The whole show. Uh, Look, I don't know. I don't know. These ones are hard. Yeah, you know why? Because they didn't really drop any bangers, that's why. I'm disappointed, to be honest. A little disappointed this round. Maybe we should come up with our... No, we're not disappointed. We they gave them. so many. We don't owe them shit, Jesse. We can come up with our... Yes, we do. Owe, we owe them the entire show. Are you kidding me? We wouldn't even be here without them. Joel. Good point. I take it back. <laughs> and they were all just like... 
they all just wanted to talk about you the whole time. So, is Joel okay? Oh, yeah, I love when Joel, yeah. I love when Joel, you know. Anyway. I don't know. I don't know. I'm hearing, I'm hearing the Bon Jovi. We'll go back to it. We'll go back to it. Okay. It's like interview with the vampire, and it is a fucking interview. We've mostly watched his interrogation. You just want to pick Rubens. Well, no, we can't pick it, but I think it's the best one. But we can't pick it. Contractually, like, contractually word. Should we pick it? Should we throw Ruben a bone? Because I feel like I've been so mean to him, he might, like, be done. Let's throw him a bone. Don't, don't, don't. Okay, great. Let's get to this case. It's a big one. It's a a big one. It's a doozy. Maybe we'll pick... Maybe we'll pick uh, Ruben. Yeah, You'll have to see, Ruben. Finally, when it goes up on the audio, you'll have yeah, to yeah, you'll we'll, have to we'll figure, figure it out, out bud. I am not involved with this. I do not want to get fired. <laughs> you <laughs> wanted which one? For the record. Uh, my favorite one was How to Kill a Man in 10 Years. Dalton's, it's a Dalton's Way, How, how to, to Kill, kill a, a Man. Why I was it just, the Dalton's Way first? Is that no some idea. reference no, just, I don't know? Is that no, some nerd no, reference to, I don't know about? How to Kill about? a Man in 10 Years, that's a reference to one of my favorite movies, How to Lose a Man in, what is it, 10 Days? Uh, yeah. I've, I've actually never seen the fucking movie. I don't watch rom-coms. Yeah, right. You sure, don't watch sure, what? Sure, 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 Long sure, sure, films sure. or blonde films? <laughs> rom-coms. Rom-coms. Actually, all three. All right, let's get into this. Crime juice. Crime juice. <laughs> all right. Only took us 25 minutes to get to the top. I know. I know. No, we had a we had a long warm intro. Sorry, guys. <laughs> if you're not here, look, this is true you. crime. You can cut it's down. The, you can it's cut down the, the intro. I think about it. <laughs> Joel's getting a little big for his britches. You know what I'm saying? He's a old big big man around the fucking office these days, right? <laughs> for the show. You're what? I am the producer for this show, and I will do Anyways, something. Ellen Ray Greenberg. <laughs> Ellen Ray Greenberg. This is the curious case. The what the fuck case that I don't know if anyone's going to really know the real answer at I the end honestly don't case. Think, yeah. Um, on January 26th. 2011, during an unexpectedly harsh winter in Philadelphia. You know it's going to be fucked up. The case is in Philadelphia, right? (laughs) It's raining batteries left and right. Oh, it's just fucked. (laughs) It's Philly, right? Like, anytime you say, like, oh, the case is in Philly, they're probably like, people are probably like, oh, God. (laughs) Right? When I was going through, like, writing everything, I was trying to think of as many insults as I could just to fucking stick it to Delco. You I didn't guess, do as many as Jersey. That's for no, damn I, sure. Oh no! Well, Jersey's, yeah. <laughs> Jersey's you were a little real bit light easier. On but Philly. no, I got I got so caught up in this case. That, I know that I was like, wait, what the fuck is there is the there's a lot of stuff. So harsh winter in Philadelphia, a blizzard forced 27 year old Ellen Ray Greenberg to leave early from her job as a first grade teacher at Juniata. I think Juniata. Juniata, huh? I mean, it's in Philadelphia. Maybe a Yoon? Maybe a Yoon? Yoon? Our producer says Yoon. It's Philly. Do you think they have the concept of the That's what I'm saying. Okay, it's Juniata. They're saying, oh, Juniata. You going to Juniata Park? You at Juniata Park? Juniata Park Academy. Ellen arrived. Ellen, cute, 
girl, I just want to say right off the bat, you're going to be putting up pictures of a very good-looking, hot, Philly lady. Yes. Just want to say, 27-year-old, first-grade teacher, beautiful smile, very cute. At the very least, Ruben. Just look at the pictures. Um, (laughs) Ellen arrived at the sixth-floor apartment, arrived at her sixth-floor apartment. She shared with her... That's considered a penthouse in Philly. Oh, yeah, right? Anything over two. <laughs> Anything over a duplex. I mean, what am I doing? I'm doing like Boston or something. I'm not going to do. What's, I don't know what the Philly accent is. Philly is like... I would like, love um, to make Philly, fun of Philly, but I don't know what the Philly accent is. I actually really like it, but I can't... It's, it's, a, it's like a cross between like Boston, Jersey. It, it's a weird... I actually like it. Oh, God, I know that's weird, but I like the Philly like... I know a cheesesteak. It's almost like a midwest. It's like a Midwest crossed with a Jersey. Okay. I could find it. Anyways, I'm not going <laughs> to. Um. So her sixth floor apartment, she shared with her fiance, a 28 year old TV executive named Sam Goldberg. Go Just there, a couple of Philly Jews making it, trying to make it work, huh? See, and that's, the, that's got to be it right there. It's like almost like a Long Island accent. It's like the most. It's a step up from Jersey. So a little bit fancier than Jersey. No, Philly. No, Philly is it not? Uh, you motherfucker! <laughs> I know you hate Jersey so much. There's really nice parts of Jersey, and I've got to get through this case, so I can't like have this conversation okay. with you. I'm sorry. Again. Just kidding. My mom's in town. I might have her come and tell you all about Jersey. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Be like, Mom, I'll call her right now. Oh, God. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Mom, my co-host, you know the cute one with the voice that you really like? He hates your hometown. He what the hometown. fuck? Yeah. <laughs> um, so the two of them settled in. So she got sent home early because of the blizzard. From So school was... okay. They had to get people home before it got really bad and everyone was snowed in. So they sent her home, all the kids home. He was home already. So the two of them just settled in to kind of hunker down, whatever. Right out the storm. Right out the storm. But it's, you know, it's Philly. It's not like if it snowed here and we wouldn't be able to leave our houses for two months. Right. They're like, oh, the next day things are going to whatever, be fine. Um, But it was really bad, right? It was like record. Yeah. The blizzard. Yeah. Blizzard. Um, you just have to imagine what it takes to shut down schools and businesses during a winter. Here, in it takes fucking nothing. It oh, just yeah, needs like to be like a, snow on the really, really cold, and they <laughs> don't want it. Yeah, seriously. So, um, just before, so they're settling in in the apartment just before five p.m. Sam, fiance, went to use the apartment complex gym while Ellen waited for him upstairs. Um, approximately 30 minutes later, Sam returned to their shared apartment only to find the door was locked. Um, although he had keys, Sam was unable to open the door due to they had, you know, cause it was like a big apartment building. So they had that swing lock like you, at hotels okay. where you can like swing it closed and then you can only open it that certain amount. So he's like, it's unlocked, but he can't. 
He's got that swing. He can yeah. see, so if you can imagine, he can see through a little bit, but he can't fit a hand and he can't fit anything else. Um, and he's just like, what the fuck? Like, I was just up here. He can fit his, probably his dick, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Glad you picked up on that. There was a, yeah, there was a look yeah. between Yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I? I'm doing a crime show. Why wouldn't I think of all the ways a dick can fit into stuff? <laughs> I, Even I, when I said it too, I go, "Oh, he'll he'll let this one go, right?" Coop will just I, let this one go by. I didn't say anything. You don't have to say anything. Okay, Two that was... fucking looked at each other. I am one paragraph in. I am one paragraph in. That was my bad. And I need to stop to make sure that I go. Oh yeah, you can also uh, fi- fit a dick through it. <laughs> Thank you. That's all you Good have to actually. say. Thank you. <laughs> Not to mansplain to you, but can we get through the fucking case and find a place where, like, a dick joke is, like, really, like, we cannot, we cannot dispute. Do you know what I mean? Like, let's wait until it's, like, that we have to say it there, right? Oh, but dick, if your hand, if your hand dick can't fit, fit through something, the next thing you try as a man is your, if your dick And I did say, it's your secondary I did say, tool. you know, I did say, you know, you can fit a hand through yeah, it. Yeah, instantly it goes. But to, not, I did say, but not anything else. Yeah, and I was like, hmm, I, I could fit my. Okay, I challenge you to find anywhere that a dick joke. I challenge you to not fit. be a child. Okay, that's what I challenge you to do. God, now you sound like my mother. <laughs> Like, I am your mother, basically. Classic Jersey. Basically, in this dynamic, I am <laughs> the mom, the, right? Mom, yeah. yeah. yeah and you are the children. Yeah. That I like hanging out with and partying with because I'm a bad mom. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're the, you're the cool mm-hmm. mom. I'm a cool mom. It's okay. Mom. You can drink over here. Just don't go yeah. anywhere else. Just don't, drive. Just don't drive anywhere, you know? Give her a couple glasses of wine and she'll give us some pretty Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Happy pills, like she calls them. Yep. Gosh, they really are, too. Um, <laughs> so he was, so you can imagine the scene. He's unable to open this door. He just came from the gym. He's pissed and uh, confused, obviously. So he began shout, shouting Ellen's name to let him in. But receiving no response, he began sending text messages. So, again, he went to the gym around 5. This is 5.32 that he's sending the first text. Now, I'm not like a gym rat, but if I were to go, I'd probably stay more than like 15, 20 minutes, right? If I were to get go out, go through the snow to whatever the thing, the gym complex, like I might stay more than 15, 20 minutes. I'm just saying, but it is what it is. I mean, do you think that Sam is a classically No, he's not a meathead. Person? He's not a meathead, but like if you're going to go through the trouble, my God. Um, but that's not, that's not anything. It's just a little bit strange. So at 532... His text messages are from 5.32 to 5.45. So you guys can imagine you just went to the gym. You went back up to your apartment. And for some reason, the latch is there. She's not answering. He sends hello. Then a little bit later, or these are right after each other. So hello, open the door. He's also calling her in between. He's super pissed. He goes, I'm getting pissed. The next one is hello. The next one is, you better have an excuse. Damn. Scary. The next one, what the fuck? 
the next one, ah, like A A A H H H H, like shit, child. Um. <laughs> champagne, which we learned do on not, one of the first it. episodes, <laughs> and I found out after that you can't chug chug champagne. Nobody can do it. It's, thought, it wasn't just uh, me, but it's impossible to do. I thought I chugged some after the show. Yeah, but you did it all like you learned and like did yeah, it like all sippy, slow sippy. and like didn't, you didn't just chug. You, you didn't like just sippy, like go sippy. straight up and then back down like I did. Yeah, you kind of half-assed it to be honest. Do uh, do you want me to explain how to chug champagne? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Every time the last one, the last text. Get ready, <laughs> get ready for those references. The whole time. The next text is you don't even know. That's the last text. So after thirty minutes of texting Ellen, these things like. We'll get into the text messages later. But after 30 minutes of texting Ellen, Sam went back downstairs to ask the security guard if he could get a spare key to the apartment, which sounds... So I th- he wanted him to basically help him break in or f- see if there was any way that he could actually get him into the apartment. Yeah, which was against the policy of the apartment. Obviously, thankfully. Like, if already, she really didn't want him in there, it's yeah. good that the security guard wouldn't do that right if she was scared of him or he something. did already have his key though yeah so what i was confused about is what he was actually asking the security guard to do but i'm sure he was just like hey can you help me How with something help me like can you come up there could you stand there while i kick the door in so you know whatever it is i don't know what he was exactly wanting the security guard to do and that's still in question right yeah so um the security guard informed him that it was against their policy, obviously, to kick down a door of an apartment. So Sam took matters into his own hands, returning upstairs. Sam broke down the door only to discover Ellen on the kitchen floor, slumped against a cab- cabinet um, with, I mean, blood everywhere. Sam made two panicked phone calls to his family and then called 911. So let's play that. Let's play that call now. I just, I just walked to the right part of my fiance's on the floor with blood everywhere. What is the address? 4601 Flat Rock Road. Please come, help, 4601 Flat, Flat Rock Road. Is this a house or apartment? Oh, oh no, oh, oh no, it's an apartment. What apartment number? <laughs> Flat Rock. Yes. What's wrong? My, my, I just 
this my I went downstairs to go work out. I came back up. The door was latched. My fiance's inside. She wasn't. That? She wasn't answering. So after about a half hour, I decided happened. to break it down. I see her now, just on the floor, with blood. She's not. She's not responding. Okay, is she breathing? She, I, <laughs> look at her chest. I need you to calm down. And I need you to look at her chest. It's really. I don't think she. I really listen, don't think she is. Listen to me. Someone's on the way. Look at her chest. Is she flat on her back? <laughs> She's on her back. So okay, I look her... at her chest and tell me if it's going up and down, up and down. I don't see her moving. Okay, do you know how to do CPR? I don't. Okay, I can tell you what to do, okay, until they get there. I want you to keep her phone. Oh, on her God. Back. Hello? Yeah, hi, okay. Are you willing to do CPR with me over the phone until they get I, get, I, I have to, right? Okay, so get her flat on her back, bear her yeah. chest, okay? Do you want to see her? Yeah. As Joel said, as Joel said, what the fuck, right? What the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck is going on here? As Sam mentioned in the 911 call, Ellen had been stabbed. After police arrived, it was discovered that the young woman had been stabbed a total of 20 times, 10 of which were in her her back and head. What the fuck? At least one of the stab wounds was in the back of her neck and had reached her spinal cord. Um, there were also several w- wounds on the front of her torso, 
puncturing her stomach and liver. The final wound had been a vicious stab to the heart, which was where Sam discovered the knife. According to Sam's phone, two calls that he made, the two calls that he made, panicked to the family. Before calling 911 was his cousin, Camion uh, Swartzman, attorney at law. And then two minutes later, he received a call from his uncle, James Swartzman, attorney at law. Uh, His cousin was at the scene when the police arrived. Now, I don't, I don't begrudge anyone getting a lawyer when something like this happens. I don't know if I would get it before the 911 call, but even if you're innocent, you should always, always just get a lawyer and always. At the very so least, to you me, can that's wait not, until after. I would say wait yeah. until after. But you've got some time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, when uh, police arrived after the 911 call, his cousin's there already. Um, they began their investigation. Aside from the blood around Ellen's body, there were no signs of struggle. Nothing in the apartment seemed out of place. No valuables were missing. It was also noted that the swing lock had been engaged, so it was actually locked. So she was in a locked room by herself, by all accounts, meaning the apartment had been locked from the inside. The only way an intruder could have gotten inside the apartment was climbing through the sixth floor window during a blizzard, and when police checked, no markings of any kind were found in the snow and there was no evidence of that happening. So someone was in a locked room by themselves and this happened. Looking at the evidence, the detective in charge, Tim Cooney, Tim Cooney. Yeah. This guy really dropped the ball. I I was just thinking that the name too, (coughs) you can't even give him like a cool detective. Yeah, He doesn't get one. I'm detective Tim Cooney. Yeah. There's a cool detective in in a while. There's no way that there's a sweet guitar riff over the top of his name like Shaft. No, or like Biddles and Watts. Remember Biddles and Watts, dude? One of our first episodes, Biddles and Watts was the best detective team ever, right? I mean, they fucked it up too, but gosh, they tried, (laughs) huh? I mean, they they looked cool and they came in. They came in hot. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, no valuables were missing. It was also noted that the swing lock was engaged. Um, looking at the evidence, the detective in charge, Tim Cooney, knew exactly what happened, obviously. Ellen had committed suicide. Done this to herself. She One stabbed herself. ways to kill yourself. Obviously. Like, he looked around and he goes, classic, classic case of suicide, stabbing woman, Beautiful woman, no history of anything, obviously stabbed herself 20 times, many of which are in the back of the head and the neck, right? Open and shut. Let's go get a cheesesteak. Open and shut. Let's go get get a cheesesteak, right? Yeah. Um, That is until, so this case actually at this point, we joke, but was open and shut. They were just like, there's no evidence of 
anyone breaking in. There was no defensive wounds. There was nothing missing. No break-in. Um, so it was the only answer to the police at that time was um, suicide. So that's until the medical examiner's office chimed in. Um, after the autopsy was performed, the medical examiner ruled the case as an obvious homicide. So when they first do their preliminary invest, you know, uh, examination, they don't really know much about the case. They just have to look at the body, look at the wounds, and kind of decide what... They make their own guess. Well, they go right. off of like the science and experience and what they yeah. know, right? And so from that, obviously they were like, uh, homicide. This girl was stabbed 20 times by someone else. From behind, half the time. Half the time from behind. Um, Ellen had suffered eight wounds to her chest, most of which were less than an inch deep. Really? Uh, they were only about like two centimeters There was some deep. just like poking, yeah. sounds like. Uh, almost like hesitating, exploratory pokes. Okay. That's, that's what makes this case so confusing yeah. is there's kind of an argument to be made on both sides. Yes, and this is the winding road we will take you on, and I'm so sorry we're not maybe going to have. How do you stab yourself in the back of the head? Do we? Back. Oh, I was asking Coop. Do we have a knife here, of any kind? Like a? Do we have silverware here of any kind? Maybe a plastic knife. I mean, I've I've got my Ted Bundy branded murder kit out in my car. If you want me to grab it, but no, it's a you grab a, your no. murder bag. Well, no, that's Coop. A, no, it's a tire. No, we might grab we might grab a plastic knife to kind of, if you want, if you want, producer in a second. Producer, do you think that would be a good idea? No. Yes, I'll do whatever you ask. Maybe grab one. One wound was two inches deep, striking her liver, and the final wound to her chest was four inches deep, piercing her heart. But before she got to that, there were obviously a lot more wounds that um, the medical examiner <laughs> will get into, right? So the when the police initially did their investigation, it they could only see a handful of wounds and it kind of makes sense that if you just see that you go okay right yeah and if if you're they on, didn't uh, know everything you... that was going on and the back of the head and everything they just go okay we've seen a knife in the chest and there's yeah. no yeah so there was even uh something about that that kind of supports sam goldberg's nine one one call. Ooh, perfect. It's a real knife, so be careful. Okay. Here's a pen if you're afraid of the knife. I'll think I'll leave the cover on, but it was it was six inches, the knife? Uh yeah, I think or twelve. Well, actually no, I think it was a I think it was twelve inch. Yeah, it was a twelve or a ten So it's probably uh, double this. Ten to huh? twelve inch. Uh, and it will still probably like even be knife. hard with this. But anyway. So the uh, you remember during the 911 call, he mentions that it looked like she fell and hit her head. There's blood everywhere. Yeah. There was a laceration on, I believe it was the back yes. right side of her head. Yes. Going from the top down. Which, initially looking at it, could look like somebody fell and hit their head and split their head open. Right. Which is why they were like, okay, she... But falling on the... 
knife. Okay. I mean, yeah, I've yeah. So I've um, got my theory now. Ten of the stab wounds had been to the back of Ellen's neck and head. Many of these were shallow, similar to those of her chest, but two of the wounds were nearly three inches deep, one of which had punctured her spinal cord. Experts claim that Ellen would have suffered debilitating damage to her motor control, making it almost impossible for her to continue stabbing herself. Some experts say that if she just pierced the cord a little bit, it would make her numb enough to be able to stab herself without it make, like hurting her. So I've, uh, I've depending heard of, on the medical examiners. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. There's there's so many contradictory stories about how it would have happened. Uh, the what makes the most sense to me though is if you look at where the stabs in the back of the, it was like uh, around your. I, I think they call it the atlas. So it's between like the C three and C two, I think, which yeah, is like, essentially right at the base paralyzing. of the skull. Uh, Before C5 is paralyzing. Yeah, that's a a difficult place to stab. Yeah. And also one of them did pierce the the spinal cord. Yes. Pierce, but they need to find out whether it severed or pierced. Because if it pierced, then you could just be numb and just start stabbing yourself and not feel anything. Almost like getting a... Epidural? Yeah. But at your neck instead of at the lower back, right? Yeah. Um... So, but again, um, another investigating discovery made during the autopsy were a number of bruises found on Ellen's right arm, leg, and abdomen. The examiner described the bruises as being in various stages of healing, which means they had been inflicted in the days leading up to this situation. So they weren't like, they didn't happen. Maybe one of them happened that night. One of them looked like it was healing from, you know, yesterday. And then some were like from maybe week a, a week before. Yeah. So they were all like, almost like a pattern that had been done over the week. And according to some accounts, there were bruises also found on her neck. And a fingernail mark found on her neck that wasn't necessarily hers. Right. Ellen had not reported any fights or accidents to her family or friends, leaving the source of the bruises a mystery. The number of wounds was inconsistent with suicide, even by Philadelphia standards. Here we go. (laughs) The Philly police weren't having any of that shit, though. The day after the medical examiner's office ruled the case as a homicide, the Philadelphia Police Department countered the claims in a press conference, actually, which is unheard of, and they stated the death of Ellen Greenberg has not been ruled a homicide. Homicide investigators are considering the matter uh, death as suspicious at this time. Uh, Due to the conflicting rulings, the investigation was returned to the police. Thank God, right? Yes. Yeah, Thank I mean, God. That, <laughs> Back in the trustworthy hands of the Philadelphia Homicide <laughs> Unit. My gosh. Now we're really going to get down to business, well, with, according to Coop, who hates Philadelphia. Well, with roughly 400 homicides and by a the year, way, they I hate, should be good at their goddamn job. I hate them, too. 
in this case. Okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> I, don't think I like we, Philly, though. We established before that I hate pretty much everywhere. Yeah, true. Um, I do like Philly, though. Let's be real. Ew. But probably because of this kind of dirty shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> Where I'm just like, I like, you know, I like New Orleans. I like you, Miami. Oh, I like this, places. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like this level yeah, of, like, yeah, corruption and weirdness and seedy underbelly. You can just be yourself in places yeah, like that. Yeah, well, I can. That's for damn sure. <laughs> um, so... Um, so it was back in the hands of the Philadelphia Homicide Unit. The evidence surrounding Ellen's death was once again reviewed. As uh, is the case in most suspicious deaths, Ellen's fiancé was the primary suspect. Um, he was taken in that night of the incident. He was taken in that night for questioning, but was because of lack of evidence and all of Everything at the crime scene was let go and kind of ruled out at that point, which is yeah. crazy. Surprisingly, the video foot footage and data from Sam's key fob matched up with his account and timeline, which is huge. Um, and he was cleared of any wrongdoing. Without any other suspects, the police began to look at Ellen herself. In the days and weeks leading up to her death, she had exhibited some behavioral changes. Ellen's family reported that she had suddenly switched from being cheerful and outgoing to anxious and withdrawn. Wonder why? Maybe there was something going on at home? No. I don't not, know. I don't know. When asked, nice Ellen claimed. Sam Goldberg. When asked about it, Ellen claimed her job was stressing her out, which is understandable considering she worked with a group of screaming kids every day, first grade. From first hand account, account, I could tell you that's not fun. I don't know how they do it. Now, see, that's that's something right there that would lead me to stab myself 20 times Mm -hmm. to commit suicide. But she'd been doing it for a few years at that point. Yeah. Like, I, I think that you give me a week in that situation, and I'll stick my own neck through a table saw. Yeah, you will stab your spinal cord and just um, immediately. I'll make it painful just because it's a relief. Yeah, yeah, where you're just like, oh, God. Um, Ellen's co-workers at the school countered the claim that her job was the source of her stress. Other teachers reported that there had been no major changes and that Ellen wasn't under any more stress than the rest of them. Ellen had been working at the same job for three years, though, making it strange that it would suddenly be overwhelming for her. And um, Yeah, there would specifically been no major changes at work. Yes. And Ellen was, like, in a leadership position at this school. She was very good at her job, well-liked by all coworkers. There was no Loved account. Loved by all the kids, too, by, yeah. by all accounts. There was no account that, like, she was in any way weird. I think she was, mm-hmm. like, maybe dealing with some stuff at home. She had just, um, she was planning a wedding. That can be kind of stressful on both parties. Um, but other than that, there wasn't, there's not like anyone that's saying she was she had just a crazy change, right? 
Yeah, well, no, no changes in her day-to-day life, but there was a very marked change where, like about a, a month or so before her death, yes. everybody in her life, aside from her fiancé, her fiancé hasn't come out and her ex-fiancé said at this anything, point really he said anything. up, yeah. It, it, as you do, but as still... As you do, but also... Suspicious on his part. Sure. But there was a very, very specific point where she changed, and she started having this anxiety and yes. insomnia and started reaching out to her family. Yes. Uh, and it's kind of... It's suspicious that this happened so suddenly. The The weird change? Yeah. I guess, yeah. And like you're saying, she, uh, during this time, moved back with her family, just being like, I need to kind of, you know, it's just a moment we all, and yeah, we well, all have had that. I don't, I don't think it was anything more than like moments that we've all had of just like, dude, I've got to just like step back for a second. Right. So it wasn't anything psychotic or anything like weird delusions or she was saying anything crazy. Oh no. It was but- just like normal hey, I'm just feeling like a little bit stressed. I can't sleep very well. I'm anxious. And then the not sleeping feeds everything else. So she went back home. This was uh, strange due to the fact that Ellen had a job, an apartment, and a fiancé. Well, so she, it is weird. She requested, like she talked to her parents and asked if she can move back home to, I believe the place was called Harrisburg. Um, How far and, away are they? And I, I want to say I it's think like... It's like Oh, they're like two hours, I think. Yeah, it's because uh, when when the parents were called after the incident, murder, suicide, what have you, they were two hours away, snowed in. Which mm. imagine that fucking mind fuck as a parent, right? So, I do know that her parents' house was two hours away. It's not far. It's not like you're like moving super far. You're just going. I need to really go keep home, your job, though, right? Yeah, well, I mean, it's There's it's not. No, but you can get substitutes. I mean, look, if you just need to go home for a little bit, like okay. you, if it was just for like a few days, right? Yeah. The thing is, the way that her mom phrases everything, it's I want to, I want to move home and deal mm. with all this. So it, okay, to me, it seems like there's a permanent there was plan because uh, yeah, a two hour commute, like to get to your job to get back That's to tough. your apartment where you're living with your fiance, you're in the middle of planning a marriage. I got you. Then all of that seems suspicious. Like there was something not suspicious on her part, but suspicious about the, the events surrounding everything, because why would she, why would she want to do that? Yeah. yeah. And this was, but you literally can either like, look at that. Like I'm, I'm feeling like I need to get away because I'm having my own mental thoughts or I need to get away because I need to get away from this dude to see if you know his mental or whatever abuse it you know what I mean like I'm maybe it's get he's being very stressed and aggressive with me or whatever and I just need to come home for a little bit see that's uh, you can look at it it, depending on how you feel about this case you can look at it in a couple different ways well no i'm i'm looking at it the same way that that you're looking at it that i don't think that it was uh i mean i i don't want to give away the ending or anything like that but i i think that there was something outside of ellen's control that was causing all of this excess stress and she wanted to get away from it right That's fair. So then she wanted to move back just for 
a little bit, but she was still planning the wedding, right? Still moving forward, but she just wanted to, like, go home, visit her parents, get grounded. I think it was just, like, she's just feeling a little bit weird, and she wants to get home to, you know. Which is, again, it's very immature. If you are going to be marrying someone, you've got to, like, stick it out and deal with your shit with them. Mm -hmm. But I'm wondering why she didn't want to deal with it with him. There we go. Inside of, uh, instead of letting her, their daughter move home, Ellen, Ellen's parents recommended that she see a psychiatrist and get help. After visiting the doctor, Ellen was prescribed Klonopin for her anxiety and Ambien for insomnia. The doctor also noted that Ellen had nothing negative to say about her home life and smiled when speaking about her fiancé. The medication seemed to work, and Ellen told her mom that she had been feeling somewhat better after being beginning to take the medication. The psychiatrist also noted in her notes that she did not believe this person to be suicidal. She was not worried about that. It was just some stress mounting, and she needed to get on some medication, but... She would have put in her notes that this person, we're worried about this person, suicidal mm. thoughts, let's keep that in the, but she did not. Okay. Made a note that she was not suicidal. Taking into account the lack of physical evidence and Ellen's recent history of mental health issues, the investigator's conclusion contradicted the medical examiner. One month later, the case was once again officially ruled a suicide. Damn. So, damn. So we need to say too, like once the medical examiner says, like on the autopsy report, it says suicide. That closes the case. And the how hard it is to reopen a case of suicide is damn near impossible, mm-hmm. unless you've got like a huge podcast and petitions and the family and everything. And even then it takes years. So the best case scenario for if someone killed her is for this to be a suicide because case closed, nobody investigates. There's no phones being subpoenaed to see like what they were texting back to each other, who she was calling, who he was calling. All of these things are just shut. Just over. It's over. It's done. And so then things in this, like, the the things that we were able to find in this case are from the family actually suing the state of, you know, Pennsylvania and the, I guess it was the medical, I don't know. Uh, they, it was a civil suit against the original pathologist that yes. carried out the So autopsy. that they could get the autopsy report and then have that be so they have to they like have spend a bunch of money to sue yeah. and then get it and then send it to someone else and have someone else look at it because the only way for an investigation for police to actually look at any evidence is for homicide or um undetermined, right? So once it's suicide, they're like, cool. They put it in the thing. They don't give a fuck. Oh, you were stabbed 20 times? Cool. It was suicide, though. So we're not going to look into it. Yeah, there's way easier ways to do it. 
they, uh, Ellen's family was understandably unhappy with the ruling, <clears throat> and for years they fought to have her case reopened, only to be stonewalled, obviously, by Philadelphia DA. As the years wore on, Ellen's case gained the attention of notable forensic experts who began to weigh in on the case. Now, was, the, was this before they sued for the autopsy report? Uh, yeah, this so is the... So once they got it, then other people like Sarah Wecht uh, and Henry Lee and stuff. Pretty much, from my understanding, this is pretty much the team that her family put together after gathering as much evidence as they could to actually reopen the case and overturn the, the original ruling. Right. Um, so let's talk about the scene a little bit right now. So, what? How... I have a question. It's yeah. Let's talk about head. the actual scene and what, because now we're going to get into like other pathologists and what the family had to get, go through and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the actual scene and what it is. What's okay. your question? How many people? Is your question what the fuck? Got it. Yeah. What the fuck? No. <laughs> how, many, how many people commit suicide by stabbing mm. themselves so many times? Very, oh. very few. And women specifically that. Never commit suicide by stabbing, the number is so fucking low, it's almost... They're probably all murder cases that got put to suicide. Right. Well, I no, mean, to be completely the, honest with you, the yeah. The technique changes also, because in general, if you're you going to commit suicide, yeah, you're going to cut your wrists, you're going to cut arteries. It, if you're real brave, you're going to cut your throat. You're not going to stab yourself multiple times all over the body. I mean, she's not a, a fucking samurai committing seppuku. And she's That's not she's not <laughs> she's not psychotic by all accounts, right? Like this could be the fuck? described, at, you know, okay, so let's go through the scene. So okay. the door the boyfriend they're in the apartment together. The boyfriend goes down, "Hey, I'm, hey babe, I'm going to the gym. I'm going to go hit some stacks. I'm going to go fucking hit some stacks for 5 minutes. I'll be right back. I'm going to fucking pump, right? So she doesn't know how long he's going to be gone whatever, but he goes down at 5. Um at the scene, they find a fruit salad that is halfway being made. So like it's it's as if someone is in the middle of making a fruit salad. So there's blueberries, there's raspberries, there's a orange, like, half-peeled, a bowl. So, like, someone is in the middle of something. Okay. There's no defensive wounds on her, which is what the police really hone in on, which is, like, if somebody's stabbing you, everyone, if they have their faculties, are going to Try put to their the hands knife. up and yeah, there's yeah. going to be defensive wounds here or on the back of the hand, whatever it may be, right? Yeah, hands, forearms, whatever. So there's no... Yeah, unless the first stab is from the back. There's no... Thank you. There's no evidence that she was fighting back against anyone. There's no (coughs) DNA on anywhere, blood, otherwise, whatever, other than hers. It's a locked room... And we know it's a locked room. That is actually proven. Okay. So we're meant to believe that. So let's look at the two different things. We're meant to believe that someone is making a fruit salad. And in the middle of peeling the orange, looks over and sees a knife (coughs) in the knife block and decides, 
in the 30 minutes, 45 minutes that my my fiance is at the gym. Stacking. I am going to kill myself in a way that looks like I'm going to gone girl him. Right in the basically. Mi- right in the middle of peeling this orange. Yeah, just, just like, oh, I'm making myself. a fruit oh, yeah. salad. I'm chill. You know, you know what? what? Grab. I got the time. Why not? Stab. <laughs> so, so they're saying... You've got to watch the Patreon for this. So they're saying she's taking the knife and she's going to stab her. I can't even fucking get back there. You got to switch to your left hand also. Is she left handed? No. Why would you have to switch to the left? Uh, Because of the way that the the stab wounds in her back or the back of her neck. Oh, she's going up maybe. Yeah. The head is down. So, okay, this is the other part of the autopsy is that the... The knife wounds are in different directions. So it would either be that she tried to stab, tried to stab, switched, tried to stab, switched, tried to stab, yeah, switched. So I would say in defense of like Sam, for example, like if you've got a knife in your hand, you're just stabbing. You're not going to switch... And switch, right? Right. You would just stab like this. If you're stabbing yourself, you may like try this, switch, try that, right? So that's almost, that's in the corner of suicide. That you're just like switching and hands and like trying different things. Ever try to kill themselves like Thank that. you. See that, yeah, that's so a part of it that. It, stupid. She literally has a. A full new prescription for Klonopin. Mm-hmm. It's a take whole it lot easier that way. But no. And Thank you. And to your point, to... you asked like how many. That's a great question. So women very, very rarely, almost never kill themselves by stabbing. And you're probably right. If there is any on the books, it's because, it's somebody, because somebody else fucking, fucking did it. it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They. Uh, Statistically, primarily pills. poison. Yeah. yeah, pills are. Poison. And when they're killing, they also poison. So women, in the same way that they kill their themselves, they would kill other people. So like, if anyone's ever, you know, any woman's going to be a murderer, they're going to poison. And if they're going to kill themselves, they're taking pills. They're very, very rarely doing anything that's like aggressive or stabbing or shooting. Very, very rare. They're going to shoot themselves in the head, slit their wrists, all of that. Yeah, the way the... So for the the amount of people that have stabbed themselves 20 times is one, her. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? So that's like in, in in the statistic of women that even stab themselves, which is close to zero, she is stands alone as the only woman probably that has stabbed herself 20 times to kill herself. Right, I I guarantee she's the only one. Uh, guarantee uh, she's the only one. Like breaking everything so down. So then there's the... one on the head like this. There's one on the neck. Oh, sorry, one in the head like this. I think it was back right side of the like this scalp. It was a. Oh, so she's in this hand, but she's over here. Ooh, that gash, makes but sense. all the from what she I can tell, that makes it, sense. It went because I would go here. All of the wounds went from the left side over to the right side. So then I'm going. And there wasn't any. I'm like, in this hand, and I'm going over. She wasn't fucked up. They didn't find any like drugs in her. No, system. No, the only thing she, they found in her system 
was the exact right amount of the medication, medication that she was supposed, supposed to, take. to take. So she didn't take any more than she was supposed to. No alcohol, nothing else. Um, so you're saying if I'm in this hand, I'm going, I'm going from here to here. So according to the <laughs> the three D recreation, this is what I'm saying. It's like did. we're not going to go through all the twenty steps. Don't worry, but. The Fiber back of the head is the craziest. Left to right, three were straight into her neck, and the other two were from right to left. So it would seem that she started off with her left stabbing hand straight into your neck, somehow. stabbing herself into the neck, <sighs> and then other left straight. You can't. I don't even think you can. I can't so get it straight in. At an I angle, can't get you it can. straight in. The first five went from. Uh, left to right, and I'm like tired. Already. Two straight into the back, and then you did two stabs, uh, and you're three more. Tired. On the right side. Okay. And then we're doing, there's some in the lungs, stomach, and then the final is this hand in the heart. Into the heart. I'm, I'm not this, sure which not hand, sure. but. This hand into the heart as the fatal, and then that's sticking there. In the call. Nobody's fucking buying it, no. dude. Seriously. So it's insane. So if we, so so again, let's go through. So we'll go through the scene again. Okay. So no defensive wounds, no wounds where, which you would also see, not only defensive wounds. If she, let's say, in a crazy fucking world, she had this psychotic break, the Klonopin and Ambien just did something to her brain and she had a crazy episode. If you're stabbing yourself, if you don't have defensive wounds, you're also going to have wounds of like the your hand going down the knife. Mm-hmm. Because if you're stabbing with a certain force, it's going to. If you don't have a samurai, if you don't have a samurai with the fucking guard on it, right? Your hand will always go down to the knife a little bit. She didn't have any of those, so like she either was able to and I've like seen that with my own eyes. She was <laughs> That's able. What I was gonna yes. Say. <laughs> Who was it? It's a, I was there. A close friend of ours. I was there. Yeah, I know. Fingers good or gone? He he, tendon, he severed some tendons, but okay. they were repaired. Oh yeah, yeah, he's good now. So like, even if you're going here, like with the force that you want, like it's gonna go through. Your hand is going to go th- with the same motion. She didn't have any of those, right? You're also not necessarily gonna stab through your. Close. By the way, to get through a chest, yes. And that was the other thing, too. Of the percentage, which, again, is very low, of women that would stab themselves or people that would even stab themselves for suicide, they usually lift their shirt up and stab. Hers were through her shirt, like all of her clothing, which was weird, too. The fruit salad, no other DNA. The door was locked. So someone had to come through the window and stab her. And but they didn't. On the sixth floor. That I, that they didn't. So. Well, how if there's a blizzard, like your footprints are gone in an hour. Yeah, yeah roughly, but you're. But, but there's going to be something that's going to show a window was like because a they screen a, was out. They a did thing. Such a good job of checking. There's no balcony, bro. No, they did check that. I mean, yeah, there, sure they there weren't really hard, you know, there weren't any, any evidence, any markings on the balcony or the windowsills or anything like that. And also you have, you have to imagine this is a sixth floor apartment in the middle of a blizzard. And that's the when only, they're investigating too. Yeah. The, that's right? when the, 
that's when the death occurred and that's also when the investigation was occurring. The yeah. only way that I can see that happening is if what like the Okay, so the, you're trying to tell me okay, so in your theory, let's go through that theory. So your theory is boyfriend leaves for thirty, thirty five minutes. Yeah. Someone was waiting there just looking through the window to try and see no, no, what if I, what I'm imagining right now, which is I don't I don't have a good idea okay. yet, but I think he somehow faked the lock. And maybe what he did was be like, honey, lock the door before I leave. And then, like, went around and stabbed her from the window or, like, broke the door down even though it wasn't locked and then locked it afterwards or something like that. Well, in that theory, why wouldn't he just kill her, leave and go to the gym? I think that's what he did. And then look at YouTube videos on how to use a magnet to get the fucking thing. And then that's why he got the security guard there to like see. To I, like, I, I hey, hey. Well, there's a there's a completely different theory that this was actually like a, a Jewish gang thing. It was it was the the Greenbergs against the Spiderman. Ooh, All right. Like this. So, um, after the you're saying after the civil case is when these other experts started weighing in. Henry Lee, who was famously an expert on the O.J. Simpson murder trial. Um, Cyril Wecht, that that famously challenged the single bullet theory on JFK assassination and also weighed in on the JonBenet Ramsey homicide. And they outright, both of them outright said that they didn't understand how it could possibly be a suicide. They don't understand how this, at the very least, it can't the medical examiner could say that it was a suicide from all of their evidence. So they say it's a homicide. That's it, right? And that's what yeah. the first medical examiner said. Um, still, the ruling wasn't overturned. Because, again, just so you guys Insane. know. Very, very hard to get a medical examiner's ruling to be overturned. The hoops that, because A, they don't want to be wrong. B, you don't know what like influence they've had from the police or district attorney or whatever to just say, mm, close it, close it. So, very, very hard for that many people to admit wrongdoing, right? In general. And want, and if you can't get it overturned, that's it. You can't do anything else. You can't say, hey, she was stabbed 20 times. People go, who cares? Oh, cool. I cool. To, I, it's, I got to run if, for office so I can yeah, get Yeah, so I got to, real quick, I got to go. But I, so great talking to you, right? In 2019, Ellen's parents brought together a team of experts and filed a civil suit, which we already talked about. Um... Marlon Osborne, that was the first pathologist, right? Yeah. And she was actually the one that said it was a homicide. But magically, three months later, said, oh, wait, suicide. Out of nowhere for no reason. And was she the one that also said that she was on contract at the time, so she may not have seen the the body in person? Or was that the uh, different medical She had an assistant. And so she may have not done it. Her assistant had done it. But her basically her letter back in this, when they were inquiring about it, her letter back was like, maybe I did, maybe I didn't. I don't remember. 
Damn. <laughs> and by the way, if you don't remember a suicide of 20 stab wounds, you probably weren't there. You need to do some mind games, right? <laughs> yeah. Maybe we start to do those little connecting the dots without touching the other. You know what I mean? Like get on some get, start triggering ginkgo biloba. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let's get some ginkgo biloba going. Um, so uh, Marlon Osborne, the pathologist who conducted the first autopsy, a 3D recreation of Ellen's wounds was made. Um, which I have a picture I'll show you. I'll give it to you to put up. But showing that it was highly unlikely that she could have inflicted them all on herself. Five of the wounds went from left to right, like you were saying. Three were straight into her neck. The other two were from right to left. This wound suggests that Ellen had used her non-dominant left hand to stab herself ten times in the back of the neck and head. The team of experts were able to explain One of the pieces of evidence investigators claim pointed towards suicide, the lack of defense wounds. A former uh, detective working with Ellen's family noted that that defense wounds aren't always present in stabbings, especially if the stabbing is sudden and violent. The wound to Ellen's spinal cord could have been enough to render her unconscious, thus explaining the lack of lacerations on her arms and hands. So the other thing that could explain no defense wounds is someone comes in, sneak attack, hits you in the back of the head, like in the back of the neck, you're paralyzed then, and then Without it's a knife, fucking... you could do that to someone and knock them out. Right, and that could yeah. be, yeah. In August of 2022 after 11 years of fighting the system ellen's family finally got the answer they wanted the chester county district attorney's office officially announced that they would reopen the investigation into ellen's death as of 2023 the investigation is still ongoing god damn so So, we've we've all got to be on the same page this this was obviously a suicide yeah, <laughs> like I'm, I'm convinced. Is are you guys like not? Ninety nine percent chance. Okay, so now we need to go through. Ninety eight. Now we need to go through each of us. What you think could possibly happen? Don't love Sam. Just gonna <laughs> say, but if we go through his text messages, that's part. That could be part of the theory. So, uh, Coop, you go. What do you think, if you were to fucking say it right now, after hearing all of this, what, were you, what would you say happened? And it could be as crazy as you want. It could be magnet on a thing. It could be a fishing wire to get the lock. It could be whatever. So... Uh- after going through all the evidence a couple times, I'm convinced that her fiance was involved with the murder. I don't think he was the one that committed the murder. <clears throat> There's no way that he would have had blood somewhere on his body, on his hands, or uh, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, kind of convenient. There's a shower he, at the gym. Yeah. So, by the way, there's no, there's no video. So there's no, like, you know, surveillance in the hallways. It's just key fob 
entry that that places him in those two spots. So it's not like, oh, we saw him. He opened this door at this time. Yeah, he opened this door we're not saying, time. oh, we yeah, saw the... him leaving here. There is cameras in the lobby of the apartment building. Only in the common areas, not on any yes. of the floors where any of the right. people live. Right, and where the elevators are. But the gym is not connected to that. So they do have surveillance of the cousin coming in um, before the police get there. But he's called his lawyer, cousin, yeah. is what it is. To me, that's not, that's a smart Jewish dude that's like, give yeah. me my fucking lawyer no matter what happens, right? So that doesn't show too much. But we don't actually see him leaving or coming back. We don't see what he looks like. No, Dude, they got they got in a fight. He was like, "Fuck you, I'm leaving." And she was like, "Fuck okay, you." Are you gonna go? Go. Yeah, sorry. Okay, and go. then he tried to get back in and was like, "Let me in." She was uh-huh. like, "Fuck you, leave me alone." Mm-hmm. He kicks in the door, murders her, then goes to the gym to clean up. And then why does he call the security guard? Well, now he's got to figure then it all out. The text messages. Well, he asked Don't the you security think the text to go upstairs with him to help? Open the door. To help open the door. So what if the security guard said, sure, I'll come up there, and he sees the door broken in already? Well, maybe he reclosed it. You can't tell. Like, you can break a door, and the, just the part breaks, and it would break on the inside. So you wouldn't tell that it was broken if you so brought the text up. Messages... It was the swing lock that yeah, so swing that was lock. engaged. I think that I'm leaning towards definitely the, the fiancé if not being the culprit, he was definitely involved. I think that she was dead before he came back from the gym. I, I think all of that went down before before Me he too. went to the gym. That's why he went and took a shower down there. And I think he pulled, I think he pulled a, I've seen many YouTube videos of how to pull those closed. From the, from the mm-hmm. outside? From the outside. Fishing wire or magnet. So you can use a magnet to kind of pull the thing over. I mean, that's mastermind shit. And then also, let's go through the text message. If you're trying to cover up, right, you and be have, like... You can pull one of those open with a coat hanger. I've done it no, before. No, like you have to pull it closed behind you. That's very hard to do. That would be harder, yeah. So, again, there's, many, like there's was... many YouTube videos of fishing wire or magnets where you can like, like use a magnet on the door to kind of pull that with the door and then it goes over that part. Yeah. Right? That's real mastermind shit and these text messages, don't you think if he was trying to cover something up, he would be sending her text messages that were like, "Hey different. babe, are you okay? I'm I can't get in. Is something wrong? I can't it's, get in. It's not can you please get back to me?" But what he's sending is like an Angry, yeah, fucking. In, that's why I thought they're in a fight or something. Yeah, but this is after. So why is yeah. he? Do you know what I mean? Like, why is he sending these texts? Oh, this case is so goddamn confusing. Okay, I'm gonna lay out my theory then. Yeah. Which is to your point, Joel. Um, he does go to the gym. He comes back. And the door is locked because they were fighting before. Yeah. And they've been fighting for a while, and I think he was a little bit abusive. 
she has bruises on her that are indicative of an abuse where they know that they can't hit you on the arms or the face. They All her bruises were like stomach and like chest and like places where you're going to cover up like at her school, at her job. Like no one's going to see it and be like, what's so going on? abusing her before. Right. So she yeah. has all of these bruises. So he's like an angry, pissed off dude. Um, they've gotten in a fight. She's kind of scared of him right now. So he goes to, I'm going to the fucking gym. I'm going to just pump this out, bitch. I'm going to pump it out. And she's like, dude, fuck. Like, maybe not scared, but kind of like, fuck him, right? I'm going to lock the fucking door. Lock this bitch out. I'm going to lock this bitch out. He's going to know that I'm pissed. He can go, he can go go fucking work it out. I'm going to chill, make my fruit salad, whatever. Like, fuck him. And he comes back, it's locked, and she's in there like, fuck you. Fuck you, yeah. Yell. Yeah, it's locked. Yeah, yell. Have fun. Said you were going to the gym. Why were you only there for fucking 20 minutes? I need time. Go, go. Hmm. Actually lift a weight. (laughs) Lift a weight, motherfucker. So he's pissed. He's outside the door. Hello, open the door. I'm getting pissed. Hello, you better have an excuse. Oh, what the fuck? You don't even know. He does finally get it open. He's so fucking pissed off at this point that he he's pissed off that he gets in and she's just chilling making a fruit salad and is just fucking enraged. Kills her. One fucking thing. Stabbing whatever. Freaks out. Um, showers, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. No, so in this, scenario, but, yeah. See the the lack of blood on him, like any forensic evidence on him. He went to the gym to clean. That's what I think. Then why is he sending these fucking rage text messages? Like if you're trying, if you're freaked out and oh, you're trying what... to cover it up, why are you sending like? Fuck you! You better have an excuse. I'm fucking pissed. I think that's yeah, happened that's... before. I think he did that. But killed the, her, then went to the gym. No, no, the timeline doesn't match. The timeline, match dude. Up. So the text messages. The, the, text, the text messages are right before. And they can corroborate that with the security key fob evidence, the the, the sec- security guard uh, testimony from the security guard from video footage or like whatever video footage they had. I don't know, dude. This I is mean, he could. But look, mm-hmm. we do need a case reopened right if it was a planned thing that's pretty smart like if he's a smart guy maybe he was like i need to make this seem realistic stabbed her no it was like no we need to do is we need to solve this shit right now and put the real killer in prison so you think stabbed her figured out how to lock the door went down to the gym cleaned up showered at the gym sent the text came back came back up sent the text asked the security guard hey can you help me open this door well in the once he got in there once he got in there he called his Cousin, attorney, first uncle, attorney, then nine one one, and the nine one one call again. Bullshit. 
If you called other people first and all that, there's, and and, then, and also, <laughs> why is it upset. when you, why is it when you're freaked out about trying to get help for your girlfriend? You're you're trying you're being like, I went down, I I locked the the door was locked. I went down for thirty minutes. She goes, No, what? No, what is What's going on with, with your well, girlfriend? No, I, was, I don't I need. I need to know I was, medical stuff. I was, I was doing some so some he's deadlifts and out. some squats. Like I, I worked <laughs> out at the gym yeah. All the so time. I was like, I don't know. I went down. I like felt a little bit weird, and I was just like, I went on the treadmill, and it's like, you know how it is. You just go, oh fuck this. This, and then it's like she's like, no, and what is going on with your girlfriend, dude? How big like, was the knife? Twelve inches. Yeah. Oh my God, there's a knife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me a. Oh God. See, that, yeah, that's another thing. <laughs> oh no. And then the other thing is, can He's, you do CPR? Can you do CPR? No. Do I have to? Okay. And then if your wife, you love your wife so much, is your, if your wife is laying it. there and the fucking nine one one is saying, "Can you do CPR?" What would your response be? Yes. Yes. What do I need to do yeah. to save her? Tell Not me what to do. Yeah. In a million years, would you say, "Do I have to"? No. No. So look. I mean, there's no. so many weird things, but again, well, without also, an investigation, no. Imagine there's a there's a twelve inch knife. Sticking out of her chest, it's four inches into her chest. Maybe it's dark. Maybe it's what. There's and so ta- much blood. Maybe he's freaking out. He's talking about how, like, oh, I'm trying to get her shirt off, but it's got a zipper on it, so I I can't pull it off. Oh my god, there's oh, you a knife. Can't, yeah, it oh went through the shirt. There is no, no way to miss the I knife. I know. So, look, but the other thing is like, with no investigation. This is what we're left with, right? Because we have no evidence. Yeah. There may be stuff on his phone. There may be surveillance. Yeah. There may be uh, testimony from the security guard. There may be witnesses. But with a suicide, ruled a suicide, we don't get to talk to any of those people. We don't get to get any of that stuff. So now yeah. we're left with 20 stab wounds, suicide. And There's, now we I don't all have that any to. Cops check to see if anybody came out a window or came a different way. I don't believe that. that well, as far that, as this corruption is. Con- uh, okay, well, a couple last pieces of evidence. Uh, almost immediately after her death, or I think it was the, the following day or within the next few days, Sam returned to the apartment. This is while it was still ruled a suicide. Sam returned to the apartment with his cousin. Uh, asked the apartment manager, the complex manager, if he could go in there. And the complex manager said, okay, the police said that you can. I'm going to take video evidence of everything. Then I'll let you go in there and do whatever you need to do. He took uh, he took Ellen's laptop and he took her car keys. And it was completely cleaned the next day. And the only thing that Ellen's family completely found... Completely cleaned. The only thing that Ellen's family found in the car was a receipt for her filling up the gas tank right before she got home that day. If you're going to kill yourself, do you you're fill up? You're not really going to give a shit about filling right. up your gas tank. Right. The fuck? Who, who is that? Who just walked in? It's Jared Taylor. Oh, you fuck. <laughs> God oh, damn it. Talk about wanting to stab 20 times, right? <laughs> Hi, what's up? What? what? We're about to be done, you piece of shit. Yeah, well, you better be ready for it. Anyways, you better be ready for it. I'm in a roasting mood. Actually, we should. Uh, Jared wants to come on for the Chris Watts case, Ooh. right? Don't you? Oh, yeah. yeah. He's got lots of thoughts. Wait, 
You got a grudge against him or something? No, he has many thoughts. He just has thoughts. Well, the, the T-H-O-T-S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a bunch of thoughts, and he's going to bring them all in, and we're going to fucking party, right? Reddit of all the chicks that love Chris Watts. Dude. Yeah. 100%, though, that's right. My name is Tiffany Marie. I'm one of them. I've been writing them letters. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's been asking me for nudes for months. Dude, are you getting a conjugal? Do it. I'll go with you. Anyway, just for, you know, research. Oh, research. I don't want to, like, see, like, how how jacked he's gotten no, in no, prison. No well, one. you know, you got to be careful doing those conjugal You got to be business. careful with the conjugals, right? Because you know they do like to prolapse there. There it is. To be fair, he started early. Like, he started six and a half weeks before the murder getting ready. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what happened is he got super hot. And then you saw the girl that he was going to risk it all for. Mountain biker. Dude. You liked that? (laughs) Oh, okay. I was like. I said mountain biker. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Associate with a single person that gets on a bike. No, no, no. (laughs) And like doesn't shave the armpits. Like he was willing to risk it all for this like waitress. Mountain biker, good description, by the way, mountain biker. And decided, like, divorce or murder my wife and my two kids and bury them at my work. Whoa. Yeah. Are you ready? We should do that one next time. You know what you got to do in that situation. Prolapse again. There you go. There you go, okay. (laughs) 